College is kind of an intimidating place. The plans that you had, the person that you thought you were, you're about to figure everything out. And I don't say this to scare you, it's matter of fact. So today I have invited a dear friend of mine, David, AJ Maudlin, someone who I see as an extraordinary person and student leader. I didn't meet him until I got involved. And that's what today's episode is all about, how you can get involved, what you can do to help yourself. At the end of the day, how I see it, we're here to invest in ourselves. And while I'm all for having a great time, I also think it's important to make yourself valuable and, like I said, invest in yourself. So we'll share with you how we got involved, where we tripped and failed a little along the way. But at the end of the day, we learned from it all. So AJ, thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. It's so great to finally see you again and actually be able to interact with you, even from a distance. (laughs) Yes, COVID has caused a lot of issues and a lot of challenges. Um, Of course, it's one of those things that I hate that we have. It's one of those things It's taught me lessons that I wouldn't want to take back. Orientation 2018. Back when we were orientation assistants together, that was a great time. I do miss it. Um, But I'm glad to be here to talk to the class of 2024. You and I, AJ, were both able to experience orientation before any of this happened. I am very interested to see what it's going to be like, especially since we were able to experience ECU, the culture, and just, you know, our traditions as Pirate Nation what it used to be like then and what it's going to be like now. I mean, without a doubt, I hope that if anything, it really creates, you know, the sense of unity on campus. Yeah. And I really hope that, you know, I I want the students to know that they're coming, even though they're coming in, in a pandemic in a time where we all are unsteady and we don't know what's going on that, you know, uh, we're all here together in Mm -hmm. a way because we all, A, don't know what's going on, and we all, B, just need to come together. You know, there's so many things coming that are coming and going and going on, and it seems like there's so much unsteadiness. You know, I never thought that I'd be working from home for this long, nor did I think a lot of other things. But, I, you know, ECU students need to know that faculty, staff, and student leaders are here to ensure the success. At the end of the day, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you believe. I don't care if you're in a good standing with ambassadors, a bad standing with ambassadors. You're a human. I could not be here or do what I do each day without you. You know, trust and believe. And and I know it's hard to trust and believe, but trust and believe in the process. Absolutely. And AJ, just like how you're saying that we're taking it day by day and that it's a process. You know, we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for the student body, if it wasn't for this institution. Yeah, absolutely. Trust the process because that's all we can do. Like you said, I also wasn't expecting to be working from home this long. Um, I am not a fan of it. Yeah, (laughs) Um, me either. Go back. We need to have the ability to adapt to new surroundings and new just the environment is ultimately different. Yeah. But AJ, I do want to talk about how you got involved. When you first came to the university as a new student, you, I must say, have an impressive resume. Now, I 
was also someone that wanted to get involved, but as a transfer student, I really had no idea. I just kind of took chances and took new opportunities. And I think that's something, especially for the class of 2024, not knowing exactly what resources are going to be available to them, what clubs, what organizations, and if they all are, it's going to be really important for those organizations to really try to communicate to new students how that is possible. So not only are you the president of ECU Ambassadors, you are also, and please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, a member of the Pirate Roundtable, a member of the Student Leadership Advisory Council, a National Association of Student Affairs undergraduate fellow. Am I missing anything? <laughs> you are not missing anything. I'm two-time orientation assistant as well. Uh, yeah. I am going into surprisingly surprised, but I'm going into my second year as the president of the ECU Ambassadors. No, I wouldn't have it any different. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. So what motivated any of that to happen? What motivated you to get involved? You know, it it took an issue. It took a challenge. It took a, a roadblock for me to get involved. Mm-hmm. So when I came to ECU, I thought, I was going to get my uh, undergrad in political science. I was going to go to law school. I was going to be the best family judge for a little while. I was not, well, I was going to be a lawyer first. I was going to be a lawyer for a little while doing um, divorces and child support and adoptions and all that stuff. And then I was going to move and be a judge um, in either family or civil court. I wasn't going to do the criminal court system. That's a whole nother realm. Um, for you had a, a whole life was, plan. Yes, thought I was going to go into politics. <laughs> I quickly realized that it just wasn't for me. So that was my roadblock. My roadblock was I found out that is not so much what I wanted, but I still had great ties to education. Yeah. Um, as a second generation educator, um, my dad is a professor at Norfolk State University. I I knew that education was going to be where I wanted to be, but I did not quite want to go into the realm of lower education. That's when I started looking at higher education, and I quickly became interested in student affairs. Following that, I was able to meet with Dr. Virginia Hardy, who's our vice chancellor for student affairs. Me and her had a lot of conversations upon being inducted into the ECU Ambassadors, I was able to meet our advisor, Dr. Lynn Roeder, who is the Associate Vice Chancellor and the Dean of Students. And that, you know, our, my interactions with Dr. Roeder is really what helped me to find that health, safety, and wellness and the importance of making sure that students are safe. One of my, my mentor for the National Association for Student Affairs Professionals is Dr. Eric Newble, who's the Associate Vice Chancellor for Student Involvement and Leadership. So he looks more at the activities and side of things and campus, you know, different parts of campus operations. So I've been able to see student affairs from different ways, which has helped me to fall in love with it. You know, I encourage all freshmen to come in thinking about what you want to do but I don't want you to feel like you're held up against the wall for it. But just know that there are other majors that you might enjoy more, but mm-hmm. you 
can still serve that population in a different way or in a way that might be more appealing to you, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I thought I was going to be a nursing major. I came into college with this idea that I'm going to be here for four years, that straight A's are going to be just a piece of cake. I'm going to be in a sorority, go to all the football games. You know, it just it doesn't happen the way that you think it's going to happen. I didn't graduate in four years. I graduated in four and a half and I started as a nursing major. I graduated in communications. You know, there's so many cookie cutter ideas about college. So many people find out that that's not the case <laughs> within the first few weeks. I think now more than ever, it's so important to be transparent with students, especially coming in, because there are so many unanswered questions. It's so important to ask those questions to, like you said, advisors, to upperclassmen, to your teachers. Your professors are some of the most helpful resources. You see them every day. Ask them anything, and they're more than willing to help. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I attribute that to our 18 to 1 student to faculty ratio. So for every 18 students, there's one faculty member. There's about one faculty member that can assist a student. Freshmen are going to be in these 1,000 level classes mm -hmm. uh, that are going to have these 200 people in the online section. That's not going to last long. You know, once you get through those that freshman, sophomore year and you route through those prerequisites and those general educations, you're going to get to upper division classes and you're going to be in those 20, 15, 20 student classes. And that's when you're, you know, that's when you're purely getting that raw education that you want to get the knowledge you want to learn. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like it's far away now. You're thinking, oh my gosh, junior year. But <laughs> Blink no. your eyes. Blink your <laughs> eyes. I feel like it was March yesterday, you know, and it's the same thing with college. I could, I felt like I was a sophomore a year ago. So, <laughs> no, it's it's really going to go by so quickly. And, I mean, we're very fortunate that we're still here and on campus. And um, But I have other friends that have graduated and they just want to come back. Things move so fast. The freshman will be able to relate with this. I'm preparing to apply for graduate school. So I'm oh, going yeah. like I was a freshman all over again, trying to figure out where I want to go. But it's a little bit more centered because, you know, I want there's a program I'm looking for. Right. But you know, I have to go through the essays and the applications and think about where I want to go and stuff of that nature so you know i'm having to go back to my to my pre-college ways of trying to think about how do i fill out these applications again i still can't gather my thoughts to the fact that come mm -hmm. may i will be getting ready to walk across the stage linked <laughs> yeah exactly i'm like oh my god you know it, it, it's crazy but it's yeah. been enjoyable just just because things are changing and we're having to adapt to a new environment. I mean, you still have to, you got to make the best of it. So please students, you know, consider, consider all of your options in a way. Don't yeah. feel like you're being held up against the wall and don't feel like if you're making a change, it's going to throw off your whole four year plan. There's some majors that, you know, have an easy transition. 
you know, a lot of your classes might double count. It's an easier transition to another major, but make sure that you're still seeking the rigor and that you're challenging yourself as a student, because that's really what helps to mold the student. Was there ever a moment that you were really just like, wow, like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing now, or this is why I should do more? I'll never forget. I'll never forget this moment in my life. Um, This was actually, it was our first year as an orientation assistant. I had a freshman, incoming freshman come up to me and it touched me and I'll never forget it. He said, he said, you're AJ, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, that's me. You know, how are you doing? He was like, you are my tour guide. He came all the way from northeastern United States. I want to say he was from Philly, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And he came up to me. He said, you were my tour guide. You're the reason I came to ECU. I wanted to be like AJ. I wanted to find my home and have a passion for this university like Mm -hmm. you do. And it, it touched me. And I think that is really what started my drive. There are plenty of people who know who I am Mm -hmm. that I've never met before in my life. So just knowing that I impact people, that my words somehow affect people in a positive or negative way Mm -hmm. by the things I say, by the decisions I make um, for the ambassadors or the things when I'm in a pirate roundtable meeting, the things I advocate for or in a student leadership advisory committee, the things I advocate for affects more than me more than my friends, but the thousands of people that we have that go to ECU. It's your kindness, you know, and that's, you never know who you're going to meet. Something that college has taught me very much is connections. You really never know who you're interacting with. Every day is a new opportunity. Every opportunity is a new door for your future. And I truly believe that, you know, we experience everything, everything happens for a reason. And whether we understand it now or not, we will one day, right? I mean, I think that speaks volumes. And, and that's, why, that's why I look up to you as well is because you really do just accept everyone and always um, invite people in with open arms. I wish it wasn't as rare, but, you know, sometimes it is. Just be nice, <laughs> you know, ask someone how their day went. Are you okay? Because some people really aren't okay. And maybe they were rude to you because they had a bad day too, you know? It happens. Just don't let it rain on your day. You know what I mean? You just got to keep that smile. You have to... <laughs> I've waved at people that I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've smiled at people I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've hugged people I don't know. <laughs> uh, but it's it's just me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, every once in a while I'll get that person like... I don't know who that is, or that person who's <laughs> who's waving to the person like five yards away from me behind me, but I don't care, you yeah. know? <laughs> it's Yeah, what would you say to students that may not know their dream right now? If you scribe for the stars, you'll end up somewhere in the galaxy, and that's what matters. One of the biggest misconceptions when coming in as a freshman is that it is unacceptable to come in undecided. That's mm-hmm. not true. It's okay to come in undecided. It is completely 
fine because until you step foot on this campus, until you take your first classes, you might not know. I know hundreds of people who have changed their major mm-hmm. hundreds of times. Well, not hundreds of times. Yeah, that's first bad. Of all, <laughs> Freshmen, do not change your major hundreds of times. You will be here for hundreds of years. Nevertheless, you know, it's okay to fluctuate. It's okay to have those tough conversations. The Pirate Academic Success Center can help you with that. Your advisor can help you with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked with with the faculty over in social work. I talked with the faculty in psychology, and I talked with faculty in most uh, multi and disciplinary studies, which is basically like you're creating your own path um, to make it what you want your education to be. You know, upon having those conversations, I had to make the tough decision and I chose to go with social work, a decision I would not regret yeah. ever. I mean, yeah. I've met so many great people who are in the social work path, you yeah. know, that will know forever. Oh man, um, you said that and that just, that like brought that whole feeling back of deciding like, oh my God, am I going to be a marketing major? Am I going to be a communications major? Is this going to change the rest of my life? Everything I decide right now is going to like alter the rest of my future. I was freaking out <laughs> because I really thought that, you know, it's going to impact everything else. Do not pick a major based on where you're going to make the most money. Because when I first started looking at at majors, I was like, well, if I want to go into the medical field, you know, how much is an occupational therapist going to make? Will I make enough money as a nurse? Well, I want to be a teacher, but I don't want to make teacher salary. At the end of the day, that does not matter. Because what I quickly found out that, again, I'm paying for college. I'm paying for these classes. I'm sitting here spending my time listening to this instructor go on and on and on about this subject and if you're only there for the money you're going to quickly burn out and mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy and if you're sitting there after four years how to not even be able to use your degree or to go into that field and realize that you hate it it's not going to be worth I'm like that's a good chunk of your life after college you know that's the your career best- Exactly. And the best way to think about that is it's a seesaw. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to make a lot of money, but you want to have your happiness taken away. There goes your happiness down here. Here goes your money up here. You want to find your balance where you're okay mm-hmm. with the amount of money that you make, but you have happiness. There's always things that you can do to expand your degree to expand, to make more money, to make yourself more marketable. Mm -hmm. But you definitely want to be happy and you definitely want to be in a place that you love. Yeah. And I think if if you're happy with what you do, everything else is just going to fall into place. And some days are going to be easier than others and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But, you know, slowly you start meeting people. You go to conferences. You pay attention in class. You talk to your professors. You talk to your, my, my advisor was honestly my saving grace. You know, I used to be a political science minor and, you know, I talked to my advisor and she was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, um, I don't know, get a job. Like, is this going to, does having a minor make any difference to my degree? You know, I thought you had to get a minor because that just sounds better on paper, right? Um, I have to do all these things. And, you know, as I talked to my advisor, she was like, well, you really don't need a political science minor unless you're 
going into political science. Like, do you want to work in DC? Yeah, but I guess I don't necessarily need to. Like, I want to keep my options open. She was like, okay, well, then you don't need a minor, you know? And it's it's really about having a conversation with with those people that know what they're talking about. For example, some majors require you to have a, a two-year language degree. Other majors don't. So ask all the questions, right? Yes. And stay informed. And Stay informed. Stay on top of your degree works. It breaks everything down for you. Know your terms. If you don't know a term, ask your advisor. A BS is a Bachelor of Science. You know, mm-hmm. knowing those things is very important. Yeah. How have you, what's your secret to, you do it all. <laughs> you stay so busy and you talk to so many people. How do you keep it together? I have to constantly remind myself. I have, I have a saying, if it's not on the calendar, it's not happening. That's my number one thing. I have to have everything calendarized. Times are essential for me. But there are, of course, some things that I, I keep in mind, you know. But I, I just have to make sure that I have that good balance all the way across the board. My family lives here in Greenville, making sure that I'm spending time with my family here in Greenville. Were you but always able sure- to do this? Like, were you this organized as a freshman? Like, was this an innate ability that you were, you know, blessed with? <laughs> or was it something that you had to kind of figure out as um, you, you went through the I, process of just being in college? I had to figure out what worked for me, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. paper calendars do not work for me. That is the easiest mm-hmm. thing to be lost, found in the lost and found, or in the trash can. Planning those times out. Okay, I have class from 9, 10, 11. Okay, I'm going to have to make that sacrifice and get up at, you know, 7.30 so that I can get my coffee or get my breakfast if I want to have breakfast for that day so that I have the fuel to get through my day. You know, some there are going to be times that you're going to have to make those sacrifices where you're going to have to get up that extra hour early to have to get that yeah. shower, to have to get that breakfast or yeah. that coffee um, or you're going to have to plan later because you have to go and meet with the club or meet with your advisor or uh, write this paper. But you need to make sure that you're balancing those things out. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. You know, it is important to to find your balance, figuring out what works for you, which is why it is so important, especially as a new student, to find that support system because it's a lot easier if you figure this out with somebody else. For a lot of college, I, you know, try to do it on my own because I thought that it's worked for me the rest of my life, so I'm going to be just as fine moving forward out of four-year university. Um, It wasn't as easy as I thought, and, you know, I'm a very self-driven, very independent person, but once I found my people, and, you know, sometimes they're not the people you would originally think. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about college is that you find out so much about yourself and, you know, about the people that you surround yourself with. So, yeah, and what works for your best friend might not work for you, and that's okay. But it's, you know, figuring that out and then figuring out a way to remain true to yourself. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And who do you want to do it with? Failing to plan is planning to fail as I hear a lot (laughs) where I work. And it's true. It is okay to fail. One of the misconceptions that I had about college is that 
if I'm not a straight A student, I'm going to fail. If I, you know, if I mess up even in the smallest way, I'm going to fail. And for a long time, that was my mentality. And although it, it did set me up, it stressed me out way too much, you know. So like you said, finding that balance and whether you find it your freshman year or your sophomore year, I mean, it's, it's different for everyone. I, I, you know, when I, I used to look at my transcript and I used to beat myself up because yeah. I had three I had three C's on that transcript. I'll admit it. And yeah. I used to beat myself up. Okay. One of those C's is oh, math. There. I lived, I, I can live with that one now. I can live with <laughs> that one. But the other two were there because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was yeah. in between. It was the end of my sophomore year when I finally came to terms that I wasn't going to go to law school. And I was lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just lost interest in everything. Mm-hmm. And it it caused my grades to slip. But yeah. once I found out where I belong, we're on that train to a good life. So, so you're going to you're you're going to face those hard times. You're going to face those troubling times. You're going to potentially get a C, or you're going to potentially get a grade that you might not like where it was Mm -hmm. but reevaluate or evaluate make the changes so that you can rock the rest of the semester or you can rock the rest of the year or Mm -hmm. rock the next year so that your gpa can go up so that you can further your education if you want to was that was ECU always your first option, or did you want to go to Harvard Law? <laughs> no, I did not want to go to Harvard Law. My second choice was Old Dominion University in Norfolk State, in Norfolk, um, Virginia. ECU was closer to home. ECU, because I have a lot of family in Eastern North Carolina. In hindsight, I'm glad I came here, mm-hmm. because if I had went to Old Dominion, I would not have been able to mat- to get my bachelor's in social work because they don't have a social work program there. It was something that I just, you know, I knew that I had to come. ECU was home for me. My mm-hmm. dad graduated from ECU with his bachelor's and master's. I, I loved both ODU and ECU. I, I do believe that ODU has other plans for me. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping for. But I, either way, I have other plans for ODU. So I'm just crossing my fingers there. Definitely glad that I made this choice. I, I really, I would hope that if I did go to ODU, I would be this involved, but I don't think I would. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that I would have been as involved if I went to ODU because I would have been a little bit further away from things. Yeah. Uh, away from a lot of family. I just had this strong passion that, you know, ECU has given back so much to Eastern North Carolina. And that passion is what really drove me um, to come mm-hmm. here. They, you know, pirates give back. That's what really drove me here. Oh, I mean, I wanted to go to Auburn. I lived in Alabama at that time. And I knew I had to transfer. I mean, my parents were moving back here. And like yourself, Greenville is home. Eastern North Carolina is home. And they moved back. So then it came to the decision, do I want to stay here? Or do I want to go and be closer to family? And I know plenty of people that come to ECU because 
they want to get as far away from their families as possible. Those people are freshmen. You know, I was a transfer student at that point. It was two years into college. My mindset was, well, God forbid something happened. I don't want to be 500 miles away. Call my parents and then, well, here I am stranded. You know, what do I do? Call my friends, something. They moved here. I moved here with them, started at ECU. And I mean, just like you, it I found so many opportunities that at the beginning, you know, I was trusting the process in the sense that here I am at ECU, let's just figure it out, you know. But now, I mean, I wouldn't have had it any other way. You know, I yeah, love I mean, ECU. <laughs> you're going to learn some lessons in mm-hmm. mysterious ways. You really are. Absolutely. Things are, are just going to happen and it's going to change your life. You mm-hmm. just don't realize it. Um, I mean, if you asked, if you told me on first day of freshman year at ECU that I was going to be the president of ECU ambassadors mm-hmm. during my junior and senior year, yeah. I would have told you that you were a lie and that that is not going to happen. And yeah. this is literally the best thing. One of the best things that I've done is it's a pleasure. It's an honor to serve the students of ECU, the faculty, the staff and the community. I know now a lot of clubs, um, whether it's club sports or different organizations, they're doing virtual recruitments. You know, there's plenty of information online, definitely getting on Engage, I want to say is where a lot of club and different organization information is located. I'm not sure how recruitment is going to go for all of these different organizations, but research now, find these people on Instagram. The information is out there. I will ask you this before I leave you today. Um, and we've talked a lot about this throughout this conversation, but what is something you know now that you didn't know before, or is there a message that you could send out to the class of 2024? I know I'm asking the hard questions at the end. (laughs) Yeah, this is, this is a, this is a tough one. You know, you're going to mess up. You're going to do things that you don't think is ideal, or you feel you're not doing the right thing, or you might be in trouble or you might just be on, in the deep end of the pond, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Ask for help. It's going to be one of the hardest things that you can do, um, especially if you feel if you're a very independent person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to cry. It's mm-hmm. okay to have that shoulder to lean on. Make sure that you find that person that you can confide in, Um, that person who's going to give you the blunt, honest truth. You don't want anything half. You want the whole truth. You want... You don't want it (laughs) sugar-coated. Thank you. That's the term. You don't want it sugar-coated. Make sure that you find someone who won't sugar-coat it. It's going to hurt. It's necessary. Yeah, I would say that's... Especially as young adults, you know, we're we're not in high school anymore. You know, a lot, I remember sitting in class and just kind of looking around, like waiting on class to start or something. I was like, you know, we're all just, we're still kids. You know, we're young adults. We're still, we don't know anything. You know, we're, this is why we're in class. This is why we're in college. So once we get out of here, we have, you know, a, a purpose to be better people and to give back to our society and make a paycheck and, you know, go somewhere with our lives. But we really still don't know what we're doing, but it's okay because we're there together. And like you said, asking for help because, you know, coming into college, I thought I had all the answers. I thought I had my life plan 
and I quickly figured out that that wasn't the case. And that's okay, because everybody else in the room with you is right there with you. So, you know. Very true. Well, AJ, thank you so much for being here today with me and for joining me on this phone call. I cannot wait to see you in person. I wish this was an in-person interview or conversation, not interview. <laughs> Although I know I've been asking you a lot of tough questions. So thank you so much for hanging in there with me. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's it's an honor. I am excited to see you in person very soon, as well as the class of 2024. Absolutely. Well, Pirate Nation, we will see you soon. Cannot wait to see you on campus.